So you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you plan to do it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. Because you can always catch up with the sermon later right here on this Sunday Morning Sleep-In Podcast. You're still going to miss out on some things that we think are pretty important. Getting together with intergenerational community, sharing support and encouragement, inspiring music, giving back, all those wonderful things. And, of course, snacks. But we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or homiletical harbingers of a new age. We're your average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast so if you're away from home or working or maybe you're just very far away from us or you're traveling or you're coaching or you're just sleeping in, you can keep up with the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on a Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, snuggle up or keep on doing the thing you're doing and receive this with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note, we'd love you to make use of that open mind and open heart uh, to think your own thoughts. We're giving you lots of fodder for thought, but we don't assume that you're going to agree with everything we have to say, and we're okay with that. Our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So Chris, this past Sunday was January 7th, which is puts us in a little conundrum. Yeah, because it's sort of like Epiphany was January 6th, and then it's the baptism of the Lord, Lord. what are you going to do? So I know you guys went a different direction, but we went baptism of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I preached on Mark 1, 4 through 7. Okay. Which is Mark's telling of the baptism. Because now we're in your B, so it's all Mark all the time. It's all Mark all the time. It starts with the, the scene of John, and this is where we have that picture of what he wears and what he eats. Yeah, which is... Gross. Well, maybe say not our non-traditional. First, maybe not our first choice for a snack. Alternative. Alternative. Well, because there are people who still eat locusts. Like, they have that big... I mean, like, I've had one. They're not bad. They're very crunchy. Yeah, so... Anyway, and he's the one who's saying, I'm baptizing you with water, but the one who's going to come is going to baptize you with the Spirit. And then Jesus shows up and gets baptized. And the Spirit shows up uh-huh. in the form of a dove. Now, in Mark, does he hear the words? Yeah. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Yes. Coming out of the sky. And so I got thinking about that. And I was remembering a conversation I had with a colleague of ours. Okay. About a time he took his youth group to a big youth event camp thing. And he was ta- explaining how they play rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Is it like rock, paper, scissors, but like in lines and they run at each other? No. But that's a good one, too. I, like I have not one. heard that one. No, so it's like it's like um, steal the bacon almost. Uh-huh. So there's two, there's four lines. Right. And then the two teams line up against each other on the two center lines facing each other. Mm-hmm. And they all decide, each team decides which one they're going to be, rock, paper, mm-hmm. or scissors. And then they all go out together and on the count of three, everybody shows their sign. Mm-hmm. And if you win, then you chase. Oh, okay. And if you lose, you run. Okay. To get behind the safety of the outer line. Okay. Before they can tag you. Okay. And if they tag you, then you go join their team. Right. And right. so that's that's the one I remember. Right. I reminded my folks about the basic one, right? Uh-huh. Where it's rock, you know, a fist, a peace sign basically for scissors, and a flat hand for paper. VIP. VIP. Um, VIP scissors. And, you know, and reminded them that it's this idea, you know, you make, we use it in a lot of like when we need to make a silly decision, right? Uh-huh. Like, and we encourage kids to use it. If you don't have a, a pink crushed velvet Jesus to hand. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
And, um, you know, it's one of those things that's like, it's simple to do. It's quick. It's easy. You can even do it behind your mom's back if you need to. Yeah. You know, if your siblings are trying to figure out who does what, right? Who, who has to. Who has to. Pet right? the hippogriff or whatever. But our, but our colleague told me about the version they do at this camp, which is full body rock, paper, scissors. Oh, so you like crouch down. You crouch down as a rock. And you stand up with your arms outstretched like you're doing like the wide part of a jumping jack uh-huh. to be the um, scissors. scissors. Um, but like your paper, you just face plant? You face plant yes. and lie as flat as you can. It's like uh, it's like old school planking. Yeah. <laughs> Womp, right? And as you can imagine, that is not... Not subtle. Not, the not kind a of thing, subtle... Not the kind of thing you do behind your mom's back. You're thinking, what does this have to do with baptism? Because that's what really what we're talking about. Yeah, interesting. When I think about playing rock, paper, scissors that way, it's like full commitment. You can't change your mind halfway through. Uh, uh, well, maybe from paper to rock. but well, I was going to say from scissors to paper would be pretty easy. <laughs> Arms up and face plant. <laughs> right? But, but you have to choose. You have to, you, you know, you can't hesitate if you're going to win this game. Um, and, and you can't, I mean, it's really hard to change your, hand, your, your mind in the midst of play. Um, it's total commitment and total dedication, mm-hmm. especially as grown-ups. Like, if we're going to play rock, paper, scissors this way, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to do it in my fancy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to choose a surface that, you know, but, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. And I'm reminded in that that there are lots of things we can do in life that are we can live out in big ways or in small ways. There are lots of pieces of ourselves that we can, we live out in really small ways that sometimes people never notice, uh-huh. right? And then there's some things we live out in big ways. So I just had a, an open house at my house for my congregation. Uh-huh. And many of them had not been to my house yet because I had just, I bought it like a year and a half ago. And, you know, we've, we've been, been in painting, the middle of remodeling. Right. And so I had people over and it was so funny that like 75% of the people who entered my house went, oh, you like blue. <laughs> Oh my, yes. No, I, I, I know all three shades of blue that are in your home. Yes, very well, are, very well. They are not subtle. They are not subtle. But, you know, so that's one of the, like, like that pops into my mind as a way sometimes we, we don't live things subtly, right? Like yeah. We live our passions, and you know, or I think about what we put on Facebook. And sometimes we choose to use Facebook as like the the thing we yell from. Uh-huh. And sometimes we project something on Facebook that maybe not our whole, is not our whole life, uh-huh. you know, or social media in general. That some some people we know they're all their political stances, and some people live that. I don't out know very anybody like that. But I'm just thinking about all the things that we live externally, out loud, the things that can be small, and and the realization that baptism, in the world of Rochambeau of rock paper scissors, baptism is lived out as full body, uh-huh. <laughs> full body, rock paper scissors. We hope. We hope. There's no going halfway and there are risks. Yeah. Right? There are risks to living out this life we're called to and this this life that God. There's going to be a giant pair of scissors that are going to come for you. Yeah. And, and there might be some ground coming for you sometimes. Yeah. You know? When we realize that, that baptism is not a just a single event, but it is the thing that we are living into. Mm-hmm. That helps us think about heaven differently. I think one of the things I love about being a United Methodist is that we're not really all that worried about what comes next. Yeah. I mean, I, somebody <laughs> like, came I up am, to me the other day and they're like, I don't believe in hell. And I was like, I don't either. And I don't really think it's that worrisome. I don't, I don't think that that's why you should do things. Right? That heaven is, for me, where I'm much more worried about is, is how, how close heaven is here. Yeah. 
and and how much connect more connected is and not a far off place but a reality here and now with its own risks mm-hmm. right that god is that close that we are that near that god is that near to us comes with some uncomfortable feelings sometimes but also yeah. comes with some great empowerment and some great reality that i'm not waiting around for the fruition of particularly if we can believe that there is grace that is unconditional like yes. particularly if we yes. can if we can live that and not beat ourselves up for everything that we think doesn't live up to mm-hmm. and instead use that as a chance to be free enough so that we can do exactly. whatever we're called to do, yeah. then it then it becomes a lot right. A lot better than if it's just like, oh my gosh, God's gonna know. I know well God's gonna smite me. God's God's gonna know I tweeted a bad word. <gasps> like God's gonna know oh, no. I oh, had no. a negative thought. Like right. what, how about yeah. we just let that go? And it opens up some wonder and some awe in some ways that I think Sometimes our modern life steals from us, but this idea that we could at any moment be in the midst of God's presence Mm. and are at any moment in God's presence, we might experience God at any moment and our life might take dramatic turns we didn't see this morning when we got up. Mm. And that, that can be both liberating and risky, a place of concern. Right, Right, because it's not about control. Because it's not about control, right? And this whole thing is not about control. But I also thinking about the fact that it's not just God calling us to play full body rock, paper, scissors. God is playing full body rock, paper, scissors, scissors already. Yeah, right? like baptism is our belief that God has already fully committed. Right. And that and that um, God's not holding back. God is not, you know, okay, when Chris is perfect, it will all be perfect and she yeah. can have this. Or when Susan's, you know, gets her act together, I'm going to get, you know... That, that God's already poured out God's love on us, whether we have acknowledged it, whether we realized it, whether we're noticing it, mm-hmm. and that we're called by name, that we're known. Because the psalm for this Sunday is that one, the one, you know, I've, I've known you since before you were born. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember a particularly saccharine praise song that I used to love called <laughs> He Knows My Name. Uh, very rainy. So, yeah, very, very, well, you know, it was the 90s. Yeah. And of course I used the whole, you know, God loves us and there's nothing we can do about it line, right? Because uh-huh. I think folks need to hear that when they're yeah. thinking about this. Well, topic. and we're in the middle of the, you know, it's the first week of the new year. Right. Resolutions are falling left and right. right. We've got a Piper Dune. Yep. And yep. it's good to just remember mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. God's love is not dependent on our self-improvement exercises. Yep. Exactly. And that when we live out our baptism... When we show again and again what God's doing and has done and will do and is doing inside of us and through our outward actions and by our attention and inattention and in mm-hmm. all the places, right? It's a way that we grab on to what's already got a hold of us and place ourselves in nothing less than the middle of a miracle. Yeah. And sometimes I think we think that miracles are so rare that we wouldn't be in, you know, it's like winning the lottery. Yeah. It's not going to happen to me. But when we, when we start paying attention, we are in the midst of one. That's what Albert Einstein says. There's two ways to live your life. As if nothing is a miracle or as if everything is. Yeah. I end with this quote from Martin Luther that says, Baptism is something done in church one day and takes the rest of your life to complete. Ooh. You know, he was crazy, but I like that one. I like that one. I mean, you know, even a crazy person has something good to say sometimes. Every once in a while. Yeah. When I invite folks who are listening to this, you know, take another step today to complete your baptism. What if, what if today is the day you, you know, take that next step, whatever it is. Yeah. Baby step, giant step. Um, leap. Leap. Giant flying leap. 
I'm, in, into, into paper. I'm listening uh, <laughs> paper and faceplant. Yes. I'm listening to uh, A Wrinkle in Time. Mm-hmm. So I read this book when I was young, very yeah. young. Yeah. And it's a very I remember, theological book. Oh, yeah. I, no, I remember loving it. I remember loving it with the same passion and fire as Chronicles of Narnia, mm-hmm. but it was borrowed. Oh. And so instead of me being able to read it obsessively, like I did with Chronicles of Narnia, I uh, I read it once through all the way. I read it twice through all, all the four books, all, all the whole uh-huh. series, and then I had to return it. Uh-huh. And so it's been since I was 11 or 12 years old yeah. that I've read it. And so listening to it again, I've, there's all these wonderful things that I've forgotten mm-hmm. and that now I see through the lens of three years of theological education. And, and yeah. so... Uh, as I'm listening and the to knowledge this, that that Madeline Engel is a mystic writer, and you know, like well, like, I know. I mean, I don't know much about her. I know that yeah, she, I couldn't listen to her version of it when she read it, right, and right. Hope Davis does a much better job uh, with the performance yes. part of it. Um, what I do know is that this poor kid that is the star of this book cannot see nuance. Like nope. it's it's all or nothing. Mm-hmm. It's all or nothing all the time. And the thing that startles her is when people are willing to take that. Yeah, all or nothing. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, it's. Oh my gosh, they, I've been saying everything is all or nothing, but it, this is actually all or nothing. Yeah. And so yeah. seeing that and going, oh my gosh, I can really live into this fully. Right. And that and who in ways I am, that other people might not be able to. And who I am yeah. lends itself to me being able to do that rather than who I am as a barrier to being able to do that. Like yeah. I just, I Which kinda, is how she had been living her life. Of course. Yeah. No, everything, everything is wrong with me. Yeah. And now it's like, no, you're exactly what you need to be. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. Yeah, and, they're, they're, and that's a miracle, right? And the movie's coming out soon. Yeah. And it's like Oprah Winfrey and Mindy Kaling. Yeah, I'm like so excited about it. Somebody else that I really like that are the... Because I know, was a little disappointed Mrs. in the previous What's version of it. Mrs. Who and Mrs. Witch and... Yeah. Because so. the, the, the previous version did not have Disney special effects. And the book needs some special effects. They did, absolutely. It's all very... It's science you're, fiction. You're interacting with a Tesseract. Probably right. a little bit of... Uh, glitz and glamour would be okay with yeah. that. Yeah. So, anyway, so the other thing we did on on Sunday was we remembered our baptism. Cool. And um, this year, I read Marsha McPhee has this great litany about the water, and about all the not all the places, but many of the places of water is mentioned in the Bible. Mm-hmm. As we, you know, talking about thinking about baptism and thinking about the ways in which we interact with water and in the ways that. Um, God calls us, and it was really fun to watch people's faces as I reminded them of all these different of all places these stories of water. And is they, Noah's they, Ark in there? Yeah. Well, they don't call it they don't call it the Ark. This is the water that was as deep as the Himalayas when oh. God destro- decided to start over. And this is the beginning of the rainbow when G- God's promised never to do it again. Wow. The one line that actually got a, like an audible like oh the gasp a sound I don't know if it was a full gasp. <gasps> And this is the water that broke in a barn in Bethlehem? Yes. And they were like, oh. Oh, weird. Hadn't thought about that. Hadn't thought about that. You could see the little gears turning. So yeah. anyway, so that was lots of fun. And then I, I flung water because I've had them come up and touch water, but yeah. this time I flung it. So. That's more fun when you get to just douse people right. with it, you know. What was really funny when I did it at 8 a.m., one of my folks... She saw me, she saw what I was about to do and she was just like, she like Flinched. covered, she covered her face and was like, no, don't hit me. We used to do So our, she must have had an experience where she got a lot of water. Every year we did a remember your baptism water fight. Oh, that's fun. With uh, the youth group uh-huh. in Burlingame. And it was, you know, there's a lot of pastors who won't play. They won't, they have certain rules about youth group games. They won't use food because they don't want to be wasteful. Right. They right. won't. 
um, use anything that looks like a weapon. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but it's more fun. <laughs> so we do. So we do water gun fights with Remember Your Baptism. And the idea was you're going to get soaking wet. And that's actually a good thing. That's actually a good And thing. so as you're shooting people, just remember how much you love them yeah. and how much God loves them. Well, and it was so funny because... Go and bless each other. Yeah, yeah, go and bless each other. I did tell the story in 8 a.m. I didn't tell it in 10 a.m. about one of the reasons... This is not a service that I remember doing as a kid. When I joined Bethany in San Francisco, this was one of the services they did every year. The one that stands out in my mind is the year we had an intern. My pastor, Farron, kind of teased... It was teasing him about maybe throwing the water on her after the remembrance was done. Pretty sure she didn't think he was ever... he He would do it. But I knew he would do it. <laughs> who was it? He's not a United Methodist. He's uh, a so this is Bishop Karen Oliveto, for those yes. of you who may yes. not have picked up on the reference. Right. And so he just dumped the entire bowl of water over her head. And she was sort of like, huh, oh. I guess I have to take that because I guess I did say he could do that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Anyway. Save the microphones. Save the microphones. That's exactly what my AM folks said. And I said, I think this was back before we had microphones like that, that we were using microphones like that. Like so. real mic- microphones and on stands and whatnot. Yeah. So as I reminded people, a lot of us don't actually remember our actual baptism. I recently found a picture of my baptism. Oh, were you wearing I... something white and frilly? No. What were you wearing? I was wearing like a dress with a little flower print on it. I wasn't, it wasn't over the top. Okay. That's it was a very 70s little girl dress. That's, but. that's disappointing. And I had always heard the stories. And one of the things I found in my parents' paperwork is is the bulletin from the Sunday I was baptized. Aww. But I have always, you know, I, I know that the guy who baptized me is a family friend. And he would show up in Hanford every so often and come to church. And But I just re- I reminded them that your baptism is not yet complete. This is one of those things we spend the rest of our lives confirming and living into living into so and growing into growing into and i'm also really excited because we're going to baptize folks we're going to baptize two families of kids in the next six weeks at church or in the river at church so the river's a little cold in the literally the river is a little cold whether you guys have a duck pond though yeah no that would be gross that would be hilarious <laughs> it'd be just so gross the geese would be chasing the kids around <laughs> I would pay for that. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that. Oh, too bad. Too bad. No, no, it's a little gross. So, And it has been frozen most of the last couple weeks. All the more fun. Put them on some ice skates and it's a surprise baptism. Well, thank I you. I don't know that Wesley would have approved of that. And I, I do care a lot about what John Wesley approved of and didn't approve of. So anyway, <laughs> thank you, Susan. And thanks to all of you for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep-In Podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to baptism, your own baptism, somebody else's baptism, or an epic game of rock, paper, scissors, you can shoot us an email. We're at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com, or you can comment on the link on our Facebook page. We are Sunday Morning Sleep-In, or you can find us at sundaymorningsleepin.com, which is our blog and has all of our archived podcasts and all of our notes about each podcast which include links to the scriptures and to some of the things we've been talking about the scripture for today is mark chapter 1 verses 1 through 7 and the theme music that you're hearing is take me higher by jazzer so we end each podcast and every worship service with a blessing a benediction a good word um, something for you to think about or something for you to carry into the fulfillment of your baptism and this today all i feel like I can offer you is that. Go live into your baptism. Go live into the life that God is envisioning and dreaming for you. That um, you might be a part of the creation of the world that God dreams of in Christ.
Amen. Amen.